Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to An Examined Life. So, there's a lot to talk about. At the beginning of this podcast, I made a promise to myself and to anyone who would listen that I wouldn't touch on politics. That wasn't the intention of the podcast when I created it in the first place, which is really to explore who we are unplugged, away from our devices, away from the technology away from the social media and the internet in general. But I think the consequences of technology and its overuse and mass information is so hard to ignore now that I think it's worth talking about and touching upon. Now, as many of you know regarding the recent developments in Capitol Hill, Washington, there was a group of armed protesters who stormed the building and attempted to perform an insurrection and a so-called coup of the government. I, like many of my friends, both on the left and the right, find the actions of these protesters absolutely reprehensible. And it is an insult to our justice system to try to perform an insurrection of this sort. Now, I'm really starting to question if we're starting to lose our minds. It seems that it becomes harder and harder to distinguish fact from fiction. What happens online is an all-encompassing ecosystem that bombards us every day, wherever we go, whether it be in our pocket or on the desk in front of us. It's harder and harder to avoid the mass communication of the outside world. Really on today's episode, I wanted to explore the topic of chaos, how to filter out the noise to focus on what is meaningful in the world. I touched on personal interests and values in my episode on information. And today I want to be able to help guide anyone who's listening to really listen to themselves and try to understand how your inner voice shouldn't be a mere reflection of the media that you engage in. What were to happen if we were all to decide on today to collectively stop using the internet for a day? Obviously, I am disregarding the incredible loss of jobs. I'm also disregarding people whose lives are dependent on the internet. But I'm really trying to explore what the mitigation of unnecessary information could do for us, how it could benefit us. I went on a hiking trip last weekend and I didn't have any cell phone coverage in the place I went. I was in the middle of nature and there was no wind, there was no sound, there were no animals. I suddenly realized that this deadening silence made my thoughts so much more apparent to me and it was so much easier to hear what was going on in my head. Now, when we live in an environment like a city where we are bombarded with stimulation 24-7, whether that be somebody talking to us, a car passing by on the street, a text message that you get, or whatever distraction comes your way, it's hard to understand what thoughts are going through your mind. The problem with human psychology is that our attention is naturally drawn towards things that might pose an immediate or present danger to us which is why we're constantly focused on the problems in the world, what's going on, what's wrong. And mainstream news media has really made profit margins in the last decade off of this facet of human psychology. 
Now, this is a question that I've asked myself before and yet again, but how do we separate unnecessary information from what is truly meaningful to us? Obviously, you wouldn't want to spend your day looking at clickbait articles that that are sent to you in the form of push notifications every 30 seconds. However, that's almost what it feels like when you log onto Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You're constantly seeing things that you would have never searched for in the first place. And it's a known fact that 70% of what is watched on YouTube comes from the recommendations bar. Now, somebody who goes on YouTube themselves, not with the intention of searching for something, but rather to passively watch a video, is not gaining valuable knowledge from that platform. They're letting the information come their way, consuming it. One of the better habits that I've developed over the past couple of months is actually turning off my phone at 10 p.m., Although I haven't done this consistently, I found that the days where I do this, I actually wake up feeling much more refreshed, not consumed by any negativity that's around in the world, and more able to focus on what is important. Additionally, there is a Google extension that I can recommend called Distraction Free YouTube, which blocks out the recommendations bar so that you can only search for videos rather than be shown videos that you had no intention of watching in the first place. So when you go onto YouTube, you can only watch things that perhaps have an educational purpose or something or a single video that won't be followed by another video that the YouTube algorithm had recommended to you. I just think this level of communication was never meant to happen in human evolution. And the consequences are something that we're dealing with every single day. Nowadays, it almost seems like social suicide if you were to delete all of your social media accounts and not interact with people online. Now, I've heard an interesting argument from Jared Lanier, who is a former software engineer from the Bay Area, that information should not be free because our primitive brains can be enticed by something that seems delicious, like a nice meal or a pair of shoes that you see in an Amazon advertisement. It's becoming harder and harder for us to resist the temptation of clicking on an advertisement or becoming enticed by some sort of piece of content that is shown haphazardly or that is shown on purpose to us online. And Jared Lanier argues that by mitigating what is shown to us, thereby giving users power over their attention, you can decide what type of content you want to spend time on and ultimately have more control over your use of the internet. Now, there's a battle going on between advertisers and yourself for your own attention. And I can draw on my experience of working in the ad tech industry, that is um, online advertising, to say that the amount of information that advertisers can collect on you, or do collect on you, in fact, is unsettling. And a lot of companies fight over the rights to advertise their products on Facebook because Facebook actually offers information at granular level of a user so that we can really understand more about people and what their preferences are to show them what they would like. Now, imagine somebody you don't know, you've never met before, and they know almost everything about your preferences. And this is what big tech companies like Facebook, YouTube, Google are able to do by just the amount of cookies that they collect on you. They're able to guess better and better what your preferences are, what the next video is that you'll like to watch, 
what type of products you'll most likely buy and consequently engage with you in such a way that it's harder and harder to resist these sort of temptations. I mean, look at what I'm doing right now. I'm pretty much asking for you to listen to this podcast in exchange for me giving you ideas. And the same thing happens every day when you go on your phone and you see influencers, advertisers, or anybody who's fighting for your attention so that you will sacrifice some of your time and your attention, give it to them in exchange for some piece of content that they'll give you. If you don't pay attention to your thoughts, it'll be harder to pay attention to what your attention is being drawn towards. And naturally, your attention is drawn towards pieces of information that offer you some sort of reward. And this is why the advertising model has become so pernicious in that people will draw you in with some sort of clickbait title or some image that seems appealing to you. And there's almost a moment where you experience loss of control. Imagine a scenario where you wake up and you've just realized that you've been scrolling on Instagram the last two hours. And you ask yourself, where did all my time just go? Why did I spend that much time? Now imagine being forced to do something against your own will, like going to church for two hours at a time. Would you agree to this? Would you agree to your time being taken away from you for something that isn't meaningful or doesn't add to your overall well-being? Of course not. You wouldn't consent to it in any sort of way. Do you look back on a year ago and remember those two hours that you spent on Instagram at one period of time? Our time is becoming increasingly consumed by distracting social media and things that immediately grab our attention, like the headline of Capitol Hill. What would happen if we were all to collectively just stop paying attention to all the madness? What would happen if we turned off the computer, if we turned on the, off the smartphone, if we turned off everything and focused on the here and now and on what really matters rather than getting carried away with things that have no relation to us whatsoever? As I heard Naval Ravikant once say, it's the media's job to make the world's problems our problems. We have enough going on in our lives. The side effects of negative social media exposure have become too great at this point to ignore. So I know that New Year resolutions often do not come to a fruition, and the coming of the New Year has really just become more or less a calendar month that has nothing to do with cultural norms that are going on. But I still am hopeful and optimistic about 2021, and I think rationality will prevail if we learn to engage with technology on a smarter and safer level. And to finish off today's podcast, I thought I would share a quote from one of the most famous Stoic thinkers, Marcus Aurelius. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. So I'll leave you guys to focus on the power that you have over your mind. I really hope you have an excellent 2021. Thank you.